0: Means you can travel worry free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: My Seven Chakras, Episode One.
2: Your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude in life.
0: The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy position throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple join aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers thought leaders and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness welcome to my seven chakras and now your host Aditya Jai Kumar.
1: So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm excited to bring you our featured guest today, Dr. Theo Kusuli. Dr. Theo, are you ready to inspire?
2: Every second of my life.
1: Perfect. A teacher, speaker, mentor, author, and featured on major networks, Dr. Theo Kusuli is Los Angeles's premier holistic metaphysical energy healer, recognized and trusted for effective, quick, drug-free results. Dr. Theo, I've given our listeners a short introduction, so why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself?
2: Yes, beautiful introduction. Thank you so much, AJ. i That's exactly what it is I do out here in Los Angeles. I help people. Of the, uh, in the business community, in the entertainment community, um, CEOs, uh, entertainers, uh, models, athletes, uh, actors, etc. Anyone who's looking to better themselves and their life and take themselves to the next level, but they don't know how, or they're stuck, or they're having a difficulty mm-hmm. with their emotions, with their relationships, or they have physical pain. So Hollywood, a lot of people you see on TV, I am secretly behind them, helping them, coaching them. Moving them forward in their
1: lives. Wonderful. Thanks a lot, Dr. Theo. So here at My7Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzin, a Buddhist term which means that there are 3,000 words, possibilities or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought concept or idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning, and compassion. So Dr. Theo, what is your favorite inspiration quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life.
2: Beautiful. AJ, you know, going through chiropractic school, I saw something that stuck on me. It was on a wall. I was walking the hallways of that institution, and on the side of the wall there, there was a plaque by Zig Ziglar. There was a saying, And this Mm -hmm. saying stuck with me like white on rice. It was so profound and it it said, your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude in life. And I thought that was not only inspiring but uh, genius because your attitude, even though in this life, if you haven't been given in your thought process maybe more than the person next to you, or, or a friend, or a competition, per se, your attitude, not your aptitude, will overcome the aptitude, and give you that altitude that you're looking for in life, so the attitude is the most important thing, not the aptitude, and that really was a, an inspiring quote that started me early, from my early scholastic years, and it has, to this day, uh, become very, very true for me, because, as we will discuss, my start was definitely a rocky one.
1: That is so profound. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us, doctor, because uh, I'm sure our listeners, all of us want to achieve some goal or want to get to some place. And we might not have the right gifts at that point of time. But if we have the right attitude, we can then take the next step to reach our destiny and learn from people who are around us. So thanks a lot for that. You're welcome. Let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Dr. Theo, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them?
2: You know, if you asked me that question at another point in my life, I would have given you another answer. But the correct answer would be our connection. That's what I'm focused on. Our moment, the now, the very moment right now. What are we creating together? Like right now, you yourself, AJ, and myself. Yep, yep. What are we, if I, if I was thinking about anything else other than this interview right now with you for the benefit of your audience, what would that do to the message? It would dilute it. Exactly. So, right now, where am I focused? Right there, this present moment on this interview with your people, with you, third dialogue. Together, we are creating something beautiful and we're sharing it. That's where my present focus is. If someone asks me what it is, it's right now, right here, this very moment. Inspiring.
1: Thanks for sharing. And I think what you shared completely resonates with my objective, my goals for the show is to be the person who will listen to experts, thought leaders, and healers such as yourself and share this information for people around the world to get inspired, take action and enhance their life. So thanks for reminding me of my journey as well, doctor. Isn't
2: that what we're we're here for? A reflection of each other. You know, you're all the way over there. I'm all the way over here, but what are we doing? We're connecting by the beautiful technology of today. And we're creating a message. We're spreading a message and we're changing the planet because that's what we're here for. We're here. We incarnate into this world to change the energy of this planet for future generations. So good job, AJ. I love that.
1: I love that. So Dr. Theo, my seven chakras is all about learning about our chakras. So listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation, energy healing and Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body so there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head and these swirling chakras contain energy invisible energy called prana which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant healthy and alive so dr theo could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice
2: yes prana Another word in the, in the Asian is chi and in Greek it's pneuma. Mm. So it's basically that energy, that, that unseen energy, but very much felt energy. Uh, it's a chakra work is the basis of my work, the Kasuli method and the method that I've actually developed in helping my patients thrive, not just survive, but thrive. So the chakras and there are seven that we work with, how that we know as human beings and we know are, are basically part of Now, now. Some authorities say that there's twelve. I think you've probably come in in contact with this information. Mm-hmm. The the wisdom and responsibility, or the Lemurian eighth level layer uh, above the crown, the other ninth, the healing layer, the uh, divine source of existence layer, layer the tenth chakra, eleventh the wisdom and the divine feminine, and then the god layer, the twelfth layer, which is basically that is from the cryon seminars, and I have to I just quoted uh, Kryon. Uh, Lee Carroll, which is a channeler, and what we're dealing with here in the office mostly is these are these seven chakras, you know, mm-hmm. from root to crown. It is the basis, like I said, of my work, and this is where I find a lot of the problems, the disconnections, the issues that people are having, and through that end, you said the magic word for me, spine. Mm-hmm. How awesome is it that we know that it's, it's lined up with the spinal structures? It's lined up. You know, from base to top to crown, it's lined up with major areas of energy force which control the mm-hmm. different major organs. I mean, that is – you look at any kind of uh, mapping of the nervous system and you see it lines up. So it is – with if you're not working with this, I tell my, my clients, if we're not working with this, then we're not working with anything because mm-hmm. this is the basis of life. If you don't have this, you don't know – What you're doing with this, if you don't know how to work with this energy, you're not working with anything other than fluff, air. So that's the significance of the chakra system. It is ideally the structure that should be looked at when you're affecting change, health in particular, but also future changes of your life.
1: Thanks for sharing, Doctor. In fact, I went to your website, I went to your YouTube page and I saw so many videos of your patients who are literally your evangelists who are praising you, <laughs> thanking you and people who, whose lives you touched. All glory, so, All uh,
2: glory to God, AJ. I'm a messenger <laughs> like yourself. I'm just a messenger. We can't take credit for that energy. That energy mm-hmm. is always there. We can only help people find it for themselves or help them guide them to it to it that's all we can do uh, the changes yes the things that you saw are very real they happen instantaneously for some people there's a lot of emotion uh, on the website ask or drkasuli.com or kasulimath.com and that's what you're describing and and i have to say i have tons more videos but because of the confidentiality of some of the patients and some of the information i cannot post those i respect the wishes of the patients but the ones who have said yes, please put it up, uh, they're, they're there.
1: So could you talk a little bit about the Kasuli method? What do you like most about this practice and how has it benefited your life so far?
2: Well, there's a lot of answers to this, these questions. I want to make sure I, I can get to her, for your audience what's mostly going to happen. So if you could break that down for me in the first part of the question or there, what, are you, what are you looking for as far as that, uh, that question?
1: Uh, In that case, you can just talk a little bit about the Kusuli method to begin with.
2: Let's start. Yeah, let's do that. So the Kusuli method is uh, the accumulation of information that I have derived over the 30 plus years that I've been on this planet. And it's Mm -hmm. uh, a way of using the chakra system and the nervous system together in in a way to enable changes, transformational changes very quickly, rapid transformation. So, that you're not waiting or sitting on a rock meditating for long periods of time and waiting for change, but instead that you can enact it and make it happen basically within uh, sometimes a couple days, a couple hours, sometimes a couple weeks, or at the most a couple months. But I coach people in how to use their energy. It's almost Mm -hmm. like an X Men school here. I I teach people how. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. And it's really funny because people come in here and they say, you know, I was led here, or something drove me here, or I, it's by a, not by accident, but by some kind of um, miracle that I'm here. And, and I hear that all the time, and I'm not surprised as I was when I first started hearing it, but when they go through the program, when they go through the coaching, the Kasuli Method opens up chakras, it opens up nerve pathways, it opens up perceptions and realities for people, and they start to become who they're supposed to become. We get rid of all the garbage that is around them or thrown at them, and they start to see things clear, very clearly. Their life starts to change, but before that changes, their antenna changes. And I say your antenna, which is basically either it's crooked or it's nice mm-hmm. and firmly straight planted in the ground, and you are attracting or repelling, determining, determined on what you're thinking, what you're eating, how you're moving, and how you believe in yourself it's all together, one, one, one thing. There's no, You can't just do one thing. You can't just work out. You can't just do yoga. You have to do everything together. And that's the basis of the kasuli Method. It brings everything together, makes it easy for the person to understand when they go through the training and through the coaching how it's done, why it's done, and the importance of it in everyday life.
1: Thanks for that. I really love the way you talk about the integrative approach rather than focusing on separate things. And that really ties into the next question is, for the benefit of our audience, what are the differences between the approaches used by a regular doctor, a chiropractor, and then yourself?
2: Great question, AJ. Well, a regular chiropractor, which is what I was when I first started uh, my training, mm-hmm. I went to chiropractic school by accident, actually. I uh, first was going to, go to become a medical doctor, but um, we'll get into the story in a second. But I saw what chiropractic can do. Once I saw that, I was amazed. I was like a kid at a candy store. I was like, I want <laughs> to be able to do this for people. And I took the route of, of chiropractor. Not that I that medical isn't uh, amazing. It of course is. It saves lives. I've, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a second. But chiropractic was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, key turning point of my life. So how did
1: you first develop the Kusuli method? What were you doing before you began this practice? Tell us the story behind it.
2: Okay, just. let's go into that. Perfect. Beautiful. Perfect. So when I was going, uh, when I was younger. I was very much into the arts I still am I love I love doing photography for fun now but be, when I started off I was a model and I turned into I started in doing some shows at local malls and stuff uh, it helped build my confidence because I was a little shy kind of guy uh, mm-hmm. I got picked on a lot I had a lot of um, you know, security issues so I, as I grew up modeling helped me get a, get rid of some of that I then went into photography I decided to become a photographer because I love to create and I was bored being the model because there's not much you can do other than just sit there and look pretty for the camera. So, Mm -hmm. I decided to become a photographer. I love photography and then I became a videographer. I started telling stories with the videos. I started making little skits and I loved that. Then I basically brought my skills to the level of professional where I was able to take people, see the beauty in them. And then change them into a model or an actor or make them better as an entertainer. So it's very interesting. Now I work with entertainers on a different level. But when I first started, I was in it on the other side of the camera. And I was basically doing the outside work, the superficial work. Now I'm doing the deep work for the entertainment industry out here. So what I did was as I was going through that, I was, went to Greece one month. Uh, I, I'm sorry, one, you know, one year. It was in June. In June. When I was around
3: 1920,
2: mm-hmm. and I went to, it, into a pool, I was—we were monkeying around in a pool. You know, somebody got on my shoulders. Another guy had another guy on his shoulders, and my friend George was on top of my shoulders, and we were monkeying around, see who can knock who down first. Right? We've all right. done that in the in a pool. We've all had that mm-hmm. experience. The guy who was on my shoulders, George, fell and took my head with him. So when he got pushed off, his thighs were around my shoulders, right? So as he fell, my head went with him. Now, if you can imagine,
3: that was traumatic.
2: I heard a pop. My arm, my left arm went numb. My heart, my chest started to slowly not work correctly. They were beating. My heart was beating very fast, and my lungs were, I couldn't breathe as I'm going into the water. So I also had a little bit of uh, (laughs) drowning going on the same time so they picked me out of the pool took me out and for two months it got a little bit better with time but for two months it was it was basically like that my arm tingling numbness couldn't use it the the heart and the lungs they felt really weird there was pain in the chest I thought I was dying you know Mm mm-hmm So two months later, we come back to America, I'm going to doctors, they're telling me, these medical doctors are telling me, we don't, you know, we can't see anything wrong with you after everything that we've done, you know, they weren't looking to something like a chiropractor would, they were looking at it from a medical perspective,
3: Mm -hmm. giving
2: me painkillers, you know, outside-in philosophy, will affect your insides by giving you outside drugs, they're not looking at inside to affect the outside, it's a whole different philosophy for medical, to it, to explain the previous uh, question you asked me, the difference between medical and, and holistic uh, chiropractic. So the mm-hmm. medical profession looks to give you a drug or something else, uh, a surgery, something on the outside that intrudes on the body, and chiropractic looks to fix the problem on the inside to affect the outside of the body. Beautiful. Holistic health. Yes, uh, very much so. So as I was going from doctor to doctor, and then from uh, physical therapist to massage therapist, they all couldn't, couldn't help me. It was just painful. What I had was a twisting of the of the spinal column called a subluxation, a very bad subluxation, and that word means an impingement of the nervous system and tissues of that area, of that spine. So it's basically mm-hmm. you're you're taking a hose and you're kinking the hose and you're not letting the, the, the water come out to the garden. It's like
3: that. Whoa.
2: So the life force, the prana, was stuck. It was stuck and it was it was building and the pressure was building and it couldn't move. So by chance, by some kind of miracle, I was driving, uh, my father was driving past the chiropractor's office and in our hometown. And I saw tons of cars outside in the parking lot, and the guy was busy. And I told my dad, I want you to take me to the chiropractor because I, nobody else is helping me. And he, he, bla- he blasted me. He didn't like mm-hmm. chiropractors. He had the idea that the medical profession usually does because that's all he grew up with. And he said, these guys are witch doctors. They're, they're not going to do anything for you, this and that. They're going to waste your money. And I said, I'm desperate. I'm in pain here, Dad. You got you to help me. You got to take me. So last resort, I'm in a chiropractor's office. I'm looking up at the lights. I'm thinking, what's going to happen? I'm afraid now because my dad put all these crazy ideas in my mind of witch doctors mm. and voodoo. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Here I am looking up at the light and hoping that this guy doesn't fully paralyze me or kill me. Yep. In comes the doctor, looks at the x-rays, looks at me. I'm crying, basically in pain. I say, oh, what are you going to do to me, man? What are you going to do to me? He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reconnect your brain and your body through your neck. It's been impinged. You have life force that is not moving forward correctly. I said, whatever you're going to do, is it going to hurt? He said, it might. But not much. I said, hey, at this point, I got nothing to lose. Go for it. Yeah. He takes my neck, he takes my hand very swiftly. I didn't even, I mean, no. It was the locked up tension that I was feeling. I didn't feel pain. I felt relief immediately when he, yep. when he adjusted me, opened up that. It felt like 10,000 uh, rivers rushing through me at the same time when that energy came back. And uh, mm-hmm. AJ it felt, felt as if uh, God himself put his hand on my chest and pumped me back into life. My arm started tingling back to normal. I was getting my grip strength back. I, I can move my neck. I was like, this is amazing. This is a miracle. I, I just was praying, and I got it. I got my answer. And I came up with tears in my eyes, and I said, oh, wow. what is it you did to me? He said, I just gave you back what you already had but you had lost it for a little bit because you had an impingement in your spine called a subluxation. And at that moment I was hooked. AJ, I wanted to become that guy. I said, Mm -hmm. you did for me what all the other lab coat doctors and their, with their medical professions and their big diplomas couldn't do for me. In this, in this one swift moment, you gave me back my life. I don't know how to repay you. He said, don't repay me become what it is you just witnessed and and received and give it to others. And I said, where do I go? Where do I sign up? I immediately made plans to leave that state and go to school. So that's how uh-huh. that's how I started my journey. I was a doubter. I didn't know what to expect. God himself showed me. You know, they say God works him in mysterious ways. Well, I'll tell you what. He's got a lot a big sense of humor about it, too. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to, you have to go through the path in order to kind of open up to, um, to the path, you know, after that, 10 years later, still going through photography, going through chiropractic school. I had my second health scare. I was born with an aortic valve that was deficient. So every time my heart beat, it had three beats instead of, instead of two, the normal two. Whoa. So my heart. Started to give out. I started to black out, and I like, mind you, I'm finishing chiropractic school now, but I'm still a photographer, mm-hmm. putting myself through school that way. I'm loving photography. I'm hanging out with the gals. I'm hanging out with parties. I'm yep. you know drinking, <laughs> smoking, and now I'm living a very egotistical life, a very very western party life, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a knock on the door <laughs> from God again, saying, "Hey, buddy." You're going to be done soon if you don't clean up your act. Uh, anyway, I went to the doctor after this this scare, the blackouts. And the doctor said, you have eight months left to live.
1: Whoa.
2: Your heart's about to burst. It's the size of a grapefruit. And that's and that's what's going on. The blood's not getting to your brain, and you're blacking out because of deficiency. The, the valve's deficient. And they knew that when I was young, but they didn't know it was gonna, when it was going to give out. So... Mm-hmm. Here, here I am at 28 years of age uh, with a big choice to do. Do I go through surgery or do I just – what kind of what kind of surgery? What do I do? Do I get a metal valve or a regular valve? Because they gave me some choices of valves. Yep. And I decided to go with the regular heart valve, the, the natural one, which is from a cow. From a cow.
3: Wow.
2: So a cow's valve is beating in my heart right now. Right now? Yeah. Right oh. And – They had to take care. They took out my valve, okay. and they had to put in a valve either from a pig or from a cow. The surgeon chose a cow's valve. So I'm here as a medical miracle, but I'm also a chiropractic miracle. Now here, after my surgery, the doctors were like, it's going to take six months for you to fully recover. Mm -hmm. I said, not with what I know. They say, I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead and have fun with it. So I did chiropractic. I did hypnotherapy. I ate really well. I watched nothing but happy happy movies. And lo and behold, behold, 45 days after my surgery, I'm back in the gym pumping iron. 45 45 days? 45 days.
3: Wow.
2: They go to the doctors. They're baffled. They're like, what? I don't know what you're doing, but do it. Continue doing it. Because I knew that if... If my neck, you know, when somebody goes through surgery, AJ, they, they have tons yeah. of trauma, and you're in that yeah. hospital bed, it's uncomfortable, you know, it's really weird when they open you up, there's so much trauma to the body. So I knew that when I got adjusted, and that same doctor, I went to the same doctor, mm-hmm. adjusted my neck and opened up the flow, I knew that my heart was going to get all that juice, all that energy from the brain, and it was going to do, it was going to tell it, it was a repair, and it repaired quickly, in a month and a half, 45 days. So, after that, I started to develop the Kasuli Method. I learned enough. I started researching other healers, other techniques, everything. And I made the Kasuli Method as, possible, as powerful as possible. And now, the results speak for themselves. That's the short version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for sharing that experience. Uh, and going back to that moment, I'm sure it might, might have brought many experiences and and, and and memories, some of them not very uh, happy. But at My7Chakras, we strongly believe that our experiences only make us stronger. So thanks for sharing.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: So looking back now, doctor, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story?
2: From this story?
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: don't give up. Keep asking, keep knocking on the door. God or the universal energy or uh, universe, whatever you want to call it. I, I like to say, if people use the word universe. Let's just not play around. It's God, what you're talking about. You know, A lot of people in yeah. the West, they like to, to get away from God and, and call it the universe. Well, who made the universe? You know, it's that one universal power, the, the, the God power, the God force that runs through us all. I mean, we don't have batteries talking, right? Right now, batteries are not running me. Nope. There's an energy that runs yep. me right now that gives me the breath, the blood flow, the heartbeat. Let's, let's just remember that whatever we ask for, with our ability to allow and, and let go of any kind of ego, we will receive the answer. And the biggest thing I want your, your, the audience to pick up from this story is that keep asking the questions. Keep moving forward. Your healing is coming. Your answers are coming. Don't give up. I mean, if I gave up right after, you know, let's just say I gave up and got surgery instead of keep Yeah. What would happen? I mean if, if you need surgery you have to get all the answers if it's a surgery thing I had to get surgery the second time and there's no other way of doing it I had to or else I would have been dead but there's a situation for everything but keep asking until you feel your questions have been answered correctly so don't give up it's the is the uh, the motto or the uh, the motto of the story
1: So there you have it Chugger listeners never 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 give up. You might not have the answers at the moment, but again, a bright sunshine, sunny morning always follows the darkest part of the night. So keep asking and keep taking action. Thanks a lot for that, Doctor. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine a person right now listening to the show saying, "Wow, I really want to try out one of Doctor Theo's session." So let's say a person uh, wants to l- receive the Kasuli method therapy session. What are certain benefits that a person could obtain in the short term, and then on the long term basis?
2: Well, immediately, if you have a physical ailment, you're going to mm-hmm. have more movement in that body part, whether it be a leg, an arm, you know, uh, just globally. Mm-hmm. peace and tranquility throughout your whole body a new awareness that's almost immediately immediate, I mean, immediate. Mm-hmm. and then in the long term more practical purpose and your mission becomes clear you'll start to understand why you're here what wow. your purpose is uh, why god made you uh so on the short term you're going to see the physical aspects of things improving on the longer sure. term you're going to get clarity and peace of mind to be able to say you know what I know my purpose. I know why I'm here, and I'm doing it. And no, not, no one else can can sway me from it. That's the biggest thing. Most people in Hollywood, especially, they're swayed. They have they don't know their power. They think they know their power, but they don't know their power. They don't even know who they are. They don't know what they're capable of. But once they do a coaching session, well, that mm-hmm. changes dramatically. They change their whole their whole perception changes. Everything changes. Their life changes. Their physical ailments change to being cleared. But the first thing, the first thing to leave is the physical ailments. Yep. Because the last thing that showed up was the physical ailments. You see, there has to be a spiritual, mental, and emotional attack on the body before you have yep. any physical uh, ailments. So, a physical ailments are a a material manifestation of the prior uh, illness. You have a, a deeper illness. If you have a physical illness. And I know you know this because of studies and, and uh, your education. If you have a physical illness, there is definitely something going on deeper.
1: It's all connected, interconnected. Right. So, doctor, the alternative healing space is truly amazing. And talking about the same topic of change, uh, miracles can take place uh, with people. So, I've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed their lives. So, what is your biggest and most inspiring patient success story till date?
2: Well, it takes a village, as they say. I, I can't take I can't take credit for a patient's. Vigilance or Mm -hmm. determination or their willpower, I can't take that. So I have to give credit to the patient themselves first for wanting to to walk the path, okay? Once you give credit there, you also have to give credit to God himself or herself, itself, for the power that runs the body. You give credit to those two, then you can become the messenger and then give them a method. Now, I've had patients with leukemia. You know, given stage, you know, stage threes and, and up, be given like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, pack your stuff and uh, and, and say your goodbyes. Now, wow. totally 100% fine. I've had uh, Bell's palsy patients. We have, uh, they've been, for, one in particular, nerve endings in the face just paralyzed in the side of the face. I mean, imagine going to bed and you're afraid because your eyelid won't close and you might be blind when you wake up because your eye will dry out.
1: That's hard. Wow.
2: 2 years like that where any day you could lose sight to the eye because it's going to dry out because the nerves are not closing your eye. I mean that that's that's a scary thing and and to be able to help that man or or you know anyone with that kind of thing with the ability of of the, the Kasuli method. And then they're able to close their eyes and being able to live life again part of society without having any self-image issues and this just recently as three weeks ago I'm in New York and a, and a stroke patient sees me and says I, I couldn't move my hand I can't move my hand and doctors say I won't be able to do much more than this movement and then in 15 minutes being able to give him the ability to open his hand fully just like his, his other hand and to be able to walk around and dance without a walker these types of things are just a, a few of, of, uh, of what the body can do when you don't give any limitations and you really look at all the things, not just the one thing that the medical yep. community likes to just find one thing. Look at everything, put it all together, and give your all to the patient. Don't give some or give them a diagnosis that is, you know, half of the truth because that's that's what causes people to believe in pills and potions rather than the power mm-hmm. that made the body.
1: Well, thanks for that. Now, from what I understand, people who want to make a positive change might be, like you said, experiencing various levels of stress or pressure from multiple areas, maybe from their job, their relationships, business or school. What are certain things a person needs to keep in mind before going for in for one of your sessions? So what do you normally tell your patients before?
2: Oh, this is a great question, AJ. The number one thing is I can't mm-hmm. work on a closed mind. Mm -hmm. I can't work on someone who is so negative that it takes me an hour of my time to change just their negativity of wanting to be positive. (laughs) You know, you have to come in open. You have to be ready to receive. You have to let go, let God trust, not blindly. I don't want blind people that are trusting blindly. I want people who are educated and they understand in their life that, that miracles are possible, they they've witnessed them, they understand. I need a person to be open. If you're closed and you're one of these negative people that needs somebody to prove something to them, I have absolutely no interest in working with you because the time that I spend with you to give you uh, the education that I could be using mm-hmm. for someone else who is ready to receive it's just too big of a, of a task for me to spend my time doing that. I've done that mm-hmm. in the past. These people need something else. They're not ready. If they're not ready, they're not ready for this healing. They're going to be stuck in the same vibrational frequency of basically being closed off and in pain and negative. I, I, that's not something that uh, helps myself or the people I'm trying to help. So that's the th- number one thing I would say. Keep an open mind. Be mm-hmm. ready. Because that's how it works. That's how healing works. Healing has to work through the higher power. And it works through the higher power when all parties are involved in a positive state. Because if there's a negative uh, person in the loop, there will be an incongruency there. And that that energy, which is love, which is 100% light and power of the highest source, cannot go through you, cannot go to you. You're not a vehicle for that. You're a vehicle then Mm -hmm. for something lower energy, which is exactly what is running the program.
1: Thanks a lot for that, Dr. Dr. Theo. And I think that's so important because people might come to you for various reasons. Sometimes a parent might send the the kid or maybe a relative says that Dr. Theo is really amazing. Go and uh, benefit from his services. But the person deep down, really does not believe or the person might not uh, be in a position of really receiving or intending for that. And like you said, in such a case, maybe uh, you would not be able to work with with, uh, the patient. But if the person really intends, uh, has an open mind, is very positive and wants the change to happen, that's when you can induce the healing. And, and like you said, those miracles can take place. So thanks a lot for reminding our listeners.
2: Yes, you know, a lot of the times, if they're not ready at that moment, mm-hmm. I will ask their body and their body will, will give me the time they will be available and ready. And I tell them just oh. to come back at that time after they've done some other work. So maybe read a few things and then they're ready and they are able to receive. But there, there is a timing, a divine timing for
1: everyone. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Theo, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our listeners which they can implement immediately? For example, drinking warm water with a dash of honey and lemon in the morning is really healthy for the body.
2: Yes, I I believe in the first step of the Kusuli method is to remove whatever is not supposed to be in the body. We need to remove it. Before we can get into cleansing, we need to remove what's making things dirty. That is uh, one of the one of the things I can give for that is is a what's called an oil pulling. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. heard about that, but it's about putting oil in the mouth for 15 to 20 minutes where it gets into the mucous membranes and it has a pulling effect. It takes toxins out of the body. So every morning, a good idea is to hold in your mouth 15 minutes while you're doing things, getting ready, maybe taking a shower, a little bit of coconut oil or olive oil in the mouth keeping that in there, swirling it around, and it starts to pull out all the the toxins in the body into the into the into the oil. And then you can spit it out. Uh, also if you if you know about Edgar Casey, one of the most famous healers and psychics of, of our uh, you know our century of, of last century, I'm sorry, basically he used castor oil. So castor Castro. yeah castor oil and he used that to pull. He did oil pulling that way. And also uh, chlorophyll. Uh, drinking chlorophyll is uh, amazing. You have to have that sun energy going through your your veins. Uh, greens, eating greens, and all that. But the, the one of the best things is liquid chlorophyll.
1: Thanks for that. I I'm going to try it out tomorrow morning itself.
2: <laughs> yeah, about about it takes about a month of, of both of those change. You know, the liquid chlorophyll. Drink that with a. Uh, a glass of maybe with the uh, lemon, lemon juice, mm-hmm. you talked about. Put that in there just yep. put A little bit of, of uh, mint uh, or regular chlorophyll, liquid chlorophyll, and then try the fifteen to twenty minutes for about a month. The oil pulling method, and that is, uh, you don't drink the oil. You just let that kind of pull pull toxins out of your body a month and see what happens.
3: Perfect.
1: Thanks a lot for sharing. We are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or purpose. So listeners, when you find your calling, it's a different feeling of happiness, empowerment and fulfillment. You'll realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born. And just when you need it the most, the right people will show up with just the right tools to support you on your journey. So in case you haven't found your calling yet, hang on, because you'd never know when you will have that big aha moment. So my question to you, Dr. Theo is, have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling?
2: Well, you know, first, I thought my calling was to be an entertainer as far as, you know, modeling and acting. And I I think one goes through a lot of different uh, times in their life where they think they've found their calling. But Mm -hmm. That changes. Everybody usually changes their profession at least five to ten times, as the statistics show, through one's mm-hmm. life. People change their, their job description, and even now I'm changing my job description because I'm I'm really seeing going from the office to more of a um, worldwide stage of speaking and and teaching, uh, other than just practicing in the office. So that's that's really coming on strong, and I see that moving. So. Uh, did I find my calling? If my calling is to change, uh, well, this is what I was thinking er- earlier. And I said, when you asked me this question in, in, uh, previously, mm-hmm. yes, I did find my calling because I did not incarnate into this world to just touch one life, but to affect a change in nations for the betterment of humanity. That that's what mm-hmm. I feel in my in, in my true core soul in in the deep down. So I, I am very happy. Through whatever roundabout way and and uh, crazy things that have happened to me and continue to happen, I, I I believe I have found my calling. And it's every day when I wake up, I find that I'm very happy. There's very little, if anything, that gets me down. Mm-hmm. Every day is a miracle. I get to witness amazing things. I get to work with amazing people. I mean, I really love my life. And there's many times where I wake up, I say thank you. Thank you for this Mm -hmm. experience to create another day in heaven, another day in paradise, I say.
1: Magnificent. So from the Buddhist term that I shared earlier, like I said, life is all about moments. What is that one moment that you can share with our listeners beyond which you knew, yes, this is my calling. Let's go back in time. Let's hear that story about that moment.
2: When I had a fresh cut in my chest, And it was uh, right after the surgery, and I was healing, and after those 45 days, I picked up everything, and I didn't know why, but I knew Mm -hmm. I had to come to Los Angeles. And it wasn't wasn't because I wanted to become a film star anymore or anything like that, but I just knew I had to be here. And I Mm -hmm. thought about that, and I said, you know why? People here are missing something, and they're missing... They're missing love, true love, in their soul, and that's why I knew I had to be here to change that aspect of Los Angeles, Hollywood, or Beverly Hills, whatever you want to call it, anything here, uh, Tinseltown, whatever people want to call this place. Uh, they call mm-hmm. it, Some people call it the Devil's Den. Other people call it uh, evil. Yeah. You, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all City. Things. Yeah, very <laughs> crazy things. But I don't see it that way. I mean, mm. I see people who are lost that are looking for God, and and God is basically what we're all looking for in some way, shape, or form, isn't it? We're, we yeah. all come in with a boxed religion, you know, so true. and something, and usually it's health, a health danger like myself. I mean, it brought me to asking a lot of questions about who I am, what I'm doing here and all that. It, it really took me to my knees. So I found my calling here. I found, I found what's going on. And it was because when I left, left uh, New Jersey where I, I had the um, Philadelphia, New Jersey, when I held the, had the upper heart surgery and I recovered, I, I immediately said, I'm needed in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. I just packed my bags, didn't know what the heck I was going to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I had a list. Get this. I had a list of practices I had looked up online of people, really? of Beverly Hills doctors and Los Angeles doctors. Uh, literally, AJ, 10 doctor's offices that I did not know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to say. I had a little pre- printed resume. I mean, mm-hmm. talk. think about this. A guy fresh from surgery with a, with still a fresh Fresh wounds, healing. Yep, yep. Absolutely no idea what my future held, $400 in my bank account, Yep. with a plane ticket to Los Angeles. And I come out here, and I hit the pavement. I start walking around, and I take these 10 different offices. I go to every single one of them, AJ, every single one. Every single one closed or didn't want somebody as an associate. Wow. I go to the 10th one. I walk to the 10th one. I am desperate right now. I am scared to my wit's end, but I still kept my faith that I was going to find something. But I was laughing. Now, at this moment, I was laughing because I was becoming, you know, like when something gets so crazy that you just yep. laugh because you're <laughs> about to cry. That's where yep. I was. In that moment, I walked to the 10th doctor's office, and I said, are you guys hiring chiropractic associates? And he looked at me and said, I just hired somebody. And I looked down at the paper and I said to myself, God, take these feet, these legs, and take them where they need to go. I just said that. I don't know why I said that. I don't know how I said it. I just said it. And I turned around with my head basically between my, my knees. And I started walking out. And right before I walked out of that door, that chiropractor says, excuse me, do you know how to do emotional work? And I said, I turned around, I said, I would have no idea. Because I, up to this point, I was trained as a regular chiropractor. Yeah, yeah. And he, I said, I have no idea, but I'm willing to learn. And guess what he said? He said, I know a chiropractor who's looking for a guy like you. Now, he's not on your list. But you can walk there from here. Now I had just gotten done saying, "Take these legs and feet," and yeah, feet yeah, you need to go. And at that moment, I didn't walk. I didn't walk, AJ. I ran. <laughs>
3: <laughs> totally,
2: I ran. And it was it yeah. was once I walked in that man's door, the office itself felt as if it gave me the biggest hug ever. And I, knew, wow. and I knew without a doubt that I was going to be working and learning from this man. This man had so much love because usually when you yeah. go into chiropractic after school, you know, chiropractors are not very nice to the young, young chiropractors and young doctors. They put all their work on them. They run them to death like the medical profession does too. And uh, the chiropractor goes for a vacation while you're doing a the work and getting paid nothing. But mm-hmm. this man showed me how to love my patients. Showed me how to work with the emotions. Gave me all all the training I asked for. You know, and I and I learned from him. But but that's the moment that I knew. Now he didn't hire me right away. He took three yeah. months for him to hire me. I was being tested for three months. I kept on coming uh-huh. back. I kept on asking him if, if he'd made his decision yet. I kept on interviewing. I, I and, and in in that time the four hundred dollars was dwindling that I had him on bank account. Yeah, I was yeah. getting phone calls from my mother and father. Have you found anything yet? What are you going to do? All the negativity that I didn't want to hear. So I had I do there was something that just kept me there and kept me focused. On my birthday, June fifth, two thousand and six, he gave me a shot, and he started. I started my my work there, and everything since then has been. miracle ever since open-heart surgery everything has been a miracle so that that would be the moment so keep your faith (laughs) you will be test you will be tested You will be tested but it will come to you there is a universal force a river that is working that you cannot see but you can definitely feel when you become sensitive to this energy you will be guided Mm -hmm. you will be uh, brought to to 100% uh, abundance 100 percent connectivity 100 percent love and and your life will change but you have to do the work and it is work to mm-hmm. clear out the resistance
1: thanks for sharing this story and this story just shows that you are living your purpose to transform people's lives and i totally 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 respect your journey and i'm so grateful to have listened uh, to you today. So thanks a lot, Dr. Theo. You're
2: very welcome.
1: We have effectively reached the final round, the wisdom round, where I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round.
2: Is that fine? That's perfect. Let's go. Let's do
1: it. <laughs> During this round, our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So my fellow yogis and chakra healers, in case you want to make notes, I strongly urge you to take out a notepad and a pen because we are going to begin right away. Dr. Theo, what is the best advice you have ever received?
2: The best advice, two parts to this question. Get into maximum appreciation. I received that a long time ago from one of my mentors And it has served me well. When you're in maximum appreciation, you can actually take hold of the power that you are. If you're not appreciating the things you have, you can never appreciate the things that you're going to get or the things you don't see in front of you right now. So maximum appreciation is very important to be able to respect the abundance that you have now and the abundance that is coming to you. The second part of that is that you make sure that you're giving the universe the proper instruction. I asked my mentor this, and he said, you have to understand that when you speak into the air, the spelling of the words, you're casting a spell. So spelling of a word, the spell, the root word is spell, and which made perfect sense to me that when somebody is negative and they're talking negative things, the universe God puts back into their reality the very thing that they're spewing out. So the positive people are seeing positive changes in their lives because they are spelled. They're they're casting a spell. The spelling of their words is positive. You know, just as if you got to physical things like the things we talked about earlier for Mm -hmm. maximum health, you have to do the positive things in your mind. You have to change the programming in your mind to equal the programming of your life. So if you want to change and see abundance, you have to speak abundance And you have to have maximum appreciation for the abundance you already have. If you cannot do that, you will not see anything more than what you're already getting.
1: At My7Chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So, if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would that be?
2: There are several. Now, first thing I did in my life was cut TV and radio. I cut down. Mm -hmm. Now, which radio? The Top 10 radio, the stuff that continuously plays the nonsense. Not positive radio like this show. You know, Positive things in your ear equal positive things out in your life, as I say. Negative things in your ear equal a reflection of negative things in your life. So junk in, junk out. Positive things in, positive things out. The television, it is a hypnosis tool. Just like when you go to a movie and you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you forget about everything, but when that character jumps out and scares you, you think it's real, and you jump up with your emotions and your spirit, and you think that you're in that movie, television has that same effect. If you listen to it long enough and the programming is not chosen by you consciously that is positive, it will have a negative effect in your life and you will feel its results. So remove TV, cut bad programming, whether it be television, radio, uh, internet even. Only leave positive things that are changing you for the better. What else? Bad people. Also bad people. Negative people that are actually always giving you strife. I don't care if they're your best friend since uh, high school or even earlier. Cut them for your life. They're giving you nothing but cancer in your mind. That's a definite advice that I would say to anyone out there listening. And unending, undying dedication to your craft. That's, That's basically what will make you a very successful, happy individual and healthy individual because you're always fo- focusing on the positive.
1: Dr. Theo, describe the first two hours of your day. What is your morning ritual?
2: Well, once I wake up, I meditate for 30 minutes. At first 30 minutes, I have a two hour meditation role in my life. I have to meditate for two hours every day. Now that means removing any negative energy I'm feeling or thinking and adding positive vibrations. Okay, So when I wake up, I meditate for 30 minutes in, in silence immediately as soon as I wake up. I want nothing to enter my life or that, that day with negativity. Mm-hmm. So 30 minutes sitting in my chair, I have a, a, and I do recommend that you have a chair or a place in your, in your room that you get up and you have a ritual where once you sit in there, you're going into meditation. It helps a lot with the focus. Now, then when I get out of 30 minutes of meditation, I make my health shake. My chlorophyll, my uh, vegetarian protein. Uh, basically, I make a very healthy start. I want to get in my body as soon as possible food to nourish it because it just went through eight hours of no food and it went through a fast. So, we're doing break- breakfast, which is breaking the fast. That's what breakfast means. So, I'm mm-hmm. break my fast by getting positive um, nutrients into my body to start off with because I'm going to go through the morning. And I might not get a chance to eat until later in the afternoon because of my busy schedule. So I want to make sure I start off positive. So as soon as I do that and I make the shake, I get in the shower. Now, in the shower, I do the usual things, you know, hair, your body, you cleanse it. But I'm also meditating. Underwater, when water is coming over you, cleansing you, and you envision yourself cleaning your body and your mind, your soul, it is a very powerful tool to change your viewpoint on your day, on your life, and your purpose. You need to work on that. Now as soon as I get done that I throw on my scrubs, I suit up with a very positive attitude. I'm thinking who am I going to meet, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to change someone's life. I am thankful for the day, I'm thankful for the ability to create another another awesome uh, positive adventure and I'm out the door. Now as I'm driving, I just meditated when I woke up, I meditated in the shower a little bit and now as I'm driving I'm listening to positive programming like this on the radio or on the podcast or online, wherever I can find it. And for another half hour or 45 minutes as I'm driving to work to my office, I'm getting positive juice, positive, life-giving juice in my soul veins. That's how I get started on my, uh, on my day.
1: Thanks for that. Now, we know that reading books can be really inspiring and life-changing. So, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be?
2: It would be called Dirty Little Secrets of the Healthcare Industry. It's an amazing book. It's got 50 different diseases in, in America or in, and in the world that affect the human condition. And it has 50 solutions, both from the medical Western and the Eastern healing. So, when you're, let's just say you have fibromyalgia. And you look up fibromyalgia, you will have at your fingertips what the medical professional would do for you, what the holistic professional would do for you, what you can do at home, what you can do with herbs. It's all there. So you will be cutting trips to the doctor. I mean, I wish I had this when I was Mm semi-paralyzed. I wish I had this. So what this amazing book does is it gives you all the solutions for Western and Eastern healing in Chapter 11.
1: That is truly priceless. So Chakra listeners, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. So Dr. Theo, I truly enjoyed learning about your journey and the stories you shared were really inspiring. So before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye.
2: AJ, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the show. I'm grateful for the positive message you're giving out to people. Uh, and also the the awesome people you're interviewing uh, i would definitely be listening in and, and checking out some of the other teachers because I learn from other people who learn I mean I just get better and better because I, I decide to keep the door open on information and I use what I can use and then I discard what I don't need to use but for the most part I'm always a filter and allowing the light source of God to give me or point me in the right direction I respect what you're doing And I love what you're doing. So thank you so much for having me on the program. If anybody wants to find me and is of the highest vibration of energy and loving spirit and would like some kind of advice or uh, some help, if I can help you, and I know I can, uh, by God's grace, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on the uh, social media under uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under my my name, Dr. Kasuli. That's spelled D-R-K-O-U. S O U L I. So Dr. Kasuli. And if you need to find me on the website, askdrtheo.com, A S K D R T H E O.com, or my name again, drkasuli.com, D R K O U S O U L I.com.
1: Perfect. Dr. Theo, thank you for coming on our show today and sharing those priceless nuggets of wisdom. I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead, filled with love, happiness, and beautiful California sunshine.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much, AJ. If you're ever in the area, I'd be more than happy to to host you. And uh, thank you to all your beautiful listeners for listening today. God bless you all.
0: Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at www.mysvenchakras.com.